Sarah Payne, co-head of SMC's Capital Markets Group and based in Palo Alto. And I'm here with Kathy Clarkin, who co-heads our Capital Markets Group in New York. Today, we're talking about the latest developments affecting 10B51 trading plans. Particularly with the change in administration, there's been a lot in the news recently on these plans. Kathy, can you give our listeners the key facts that they should know now? Certainly, Sarah. So by way of background, Rule 10b-51 provides an affirmative defense to potential charges of insider trading by corporate insiders and companies when purchases or sales of company stock are made pursuant to a trading plan that satisfies the rule. And there's two key elements here. First, that the trading plan be adopted in good faith. And second, that the person not be in possession of material non-public information at the time they enter into the plan. And because corporate insiders, as well as the company itself, are often in possession of MNPI, the use of Rule 10b-51 trading plans are used frequently, representing approximately 60% of all insider trades during 2020. And over the past several years, these plans have come under increasing scrutiny and calls for reform have been mounting. Shortly after Gary Gensler took the helm of the SEC this year, he asked his staff to make recommendations on how Rule 10b-51 might be quote-unquote freshened up. He identified five areas for the staff to consider in making recommendations for potential reform. First, he recommended insiders and companies observe a cooling-off period between the time a plan is adopted and the execution of the initial trade under the plan. Second, he asked the staff consider limitations on when and how plans can be canceled because currently there's no regulatory prohibition on cancellation of plans even when a person is in possession of material non-public information. Third, he also recommended that there be disclosure requirements covering the adoption, modification, and the term of the plan. Next, he suggested that there should be a limitation on the number of plans an insider may have in place at any given time, since multiple plans effectively permit insiders to cancel, amend, or choose the most favorable plan to rely on. And finally, Gensler asked the staff to consider reform that addresses a relationship with corporate share buybacks. Now, we'll forward a few months following Gensler's statement, and a subcommittee of the SEC's Investment Advisory Committee released draft recommendations calling for similar changes. At this point, it's widely expected that the SEC will propose rules, although the timing is a bit unclear given the SEC's ambitious regulatory agenda. Kathy, you note that the advisory committee's recommendations were similar to those made in Chair Gensler's speech. There were some areas that weren't repeated, namely terminating plans while in the possession of MNPI and intersections with corporate plans. On the other hand, there were also some additions, including requiring electronic filing of Forms 144, and then interestingly, applying Section 16 to foreign private issuers. That's right, Sarah. To summarize quickly, the advisory committee's recommendations included three things. One, that there be a cooling-off period of at least four months, intended to ensure that trades cannot happen in the same quarter. Next, a prohibition on overlapping plans. And third, mandatory disclosure regarding 10b-5 plans. Notably, the advisory committee recommended expanding Section 16 reporting requirements on Form 4 to insiders of foreign private issuers. Now, that would certainly be quite a departure from existing requirements and could be a separate topic of another podcast. You're right, Kathy. Let's stick with trading plans here. Kathy, as we get to year end, and particularly in the current tax environment, we see an uptick in insider sales and have clients seeking to implement 10b-51 trading plans. Is there any guidance that you have for insiders? Given the prospect of pending rules, would you tell executives to hold off on adopting a plan? Sarah, that's a great question and one we're discussing with many clients. Executives can continue to enter into plans, 
However, they should exercise caution in doing so. And although it's going to be some time before final rules are adopted and become effective, executives are now on notice of the SEC's position on these issues. And so against this backdrop, as we've been advising clients, it's really important for issuers and corporate insiders to examine their practices and ensure they're following good corporate hygiene with respect to these plans. So what does that mean? First, as required by the rules, the plan should be adopted when the insider is free of MNPI. And these are often difficult, subjective determinations as to whether or not there is, in fact, MNPI. Second, we do recommend an insider observe a cooling-off period, and this is consistent with many companies' policies. The time period of the cooling-off can vary, and some companies require insiders to observe a period of at least 30 days, and others require a cooling-off period until the opening of the next trading window, which is typically about three months. And finally, we continue to advise insiders to exercise caution in modifying or terminating existing plans. Kathy, let's stop on that point for a minute. As you mentioned, the advisory committee recommendations call for a four-month cooling-off period. And Chair Gensler, in his June speech, also mentioned a cooling-off period of four to six months. That's certainly a longer period than many practitioners advise. And I think everyone should keep their eye out on this one. I could imagine that this would be an area of a lot of public comments. I completely agree, Sarah. I expect that there to be much dialogue around that. Switching quickly to the topic of disclosure, both Chair Gensler and the Advisory Committee are focused on greater transparency of trading plans. The Advisory Committee, for example, recommended there be disclosure in the proxy statement of the number of shares covered under a plan, as well as disclosure in an 8K as to the adoption, modification, or cancellation of plans. So at this point, it's really too early to say what form a rule may take in this area. For example, will disclosure be limited to identifying the entry into the plan itself and identifying trades made pursuant to the plan, or will it go beyond that and require additional disclosure, such as the term of the plan? We'll have to wait and see. Kathy, another question that we frequently receive from individuals is on the topic of terminating plans. We see people wanting to do this for a variety of reasons, whether it's a change in circumstances or a desire to put in a new plan with different parameters. And the topic of terminating plans while in possession of MNPI was discussed in Chair Gensler's speech, but there's no mention of it in the advisory committee recommendations. Even if the SEC does not adopt rules in this area, individuals should tread carefully when terminating plans, whether in possession of MNPI or not. The general advice is that terminating plans can call into question the integrity of the plan and whether the plan was entered into in good faith. Kathy, can you talk a little more about that? Sure. I think the key question here is that cancellation of a plan could call into question the good faith requirement of the rule. Although cancellation itself doesn't give rise to an insider trading violation, even if the insider is in possession of MNPI, because cancellation does not involve a trade, it could, however, give rise to a challenge of trades under future plans, particularly if the insider has a history of cancellation. And while I think there's a recognition that there must be some flexibility here, as an insider's circumstances may change or there's other legitimate reasons to halt trading, cancellation in and of itself could be a red flag when considered in light of other trading activity. So if an executive has canceled multiple plans, future plans may be challenged, leaving the insider without the protection of the affirmative defense. So these decisions must be taken thoughtfully, and observing a waiting period after cancellation can certainly help demonstrate that a plan was executed in good faith. No matter where the SEC ends up on rulemaking here, 
The recent speeches and other pronouncements serve as a useful reminder regarding some of the best practices around 10b-51 trading plans. This concludes our podcast. We want to thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about our practice, please visit us at www.solcrom.com.